Welcome to Bitch Talk, booze interviews straight from the heart of San Francisco. I'm Erin. That's Ange. Hi. That's Char. Hello. You can find us at bitchtalkpodcast.com where you can sign up for our monthly e-news. For behind-the-scenes videos and two-minute clips of our interviews, head to our YouTube channel and subscribe. You can find us every other Thursday morning at 9.30 a.m. at bff.fm. And if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For the love of God, do it. It really helps. Welcome back to SF Film. We're so excited to bring you the director of the documentary Seren Atesh, Sex, Revolution, and Islam. Today we are with the writer-director Nefisa Oscal Lorenzan. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure being in uh, in the States right now. <laughs> I know, slow, but... yeah. yeah, this is what it looks like. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, can you introduce our audience to your film? Sure. Uh, the film is called Seyran Atesh, Sex, Revolution and Islam. And it's a feature documentary about Seyran Atesh, who is, uh, who is a female imam having her own uh, gender mix uh, mosque in Berlin. And uh, she's a very, very interesting uh, character. And she is uh, trying to bring her revolution within Islam, a gender revolution. Right. Through through peace and love. Right. As she just yes. keeps mentioning these things throughout the film. I just thank you for bringing this story uh, to life. Uh, one thing that was really crazy to me is um, finding out that she has had to have police protection since 2006. Um, and she's the most police protected uh woman civilian in in Europe um, yes. so uh, I would love for you to talk about she has two fatwas against her is that correct yes uh, I would love for you to talk about what that is and the significance of it and if you as a crew ever felt like your safety was in jeopardy while filming this uh, Seyran Atesh has received uh, two fatwas, uh, which means that in the Islamic context, so if you do something really against uh, Islam, so uh, it, an Islamic clergy can declare a fatwa to you. And as you know, Salman Rushdie has also had fatwas. I mean, many intellectuals uh, has received uh, fatwas. I mean, I personally really don't understand uh, how it functions, but uh, so... Um, in a way, I think, you know, when, it, when an institution uh, legitimizes violence, so I think it is really difficult to understand. So anyway, I think it is, uh, I'm not really, uh, I just don't want to concentrate on all the evilness and all the violence that uh, the world has been uh, experiencing. So uh, I would like to uh, talk about the future um, and, and what we will do in, 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 in the future time. So uh, the second part of the question is if I have experienced any uh, troubles uh, filming uh, Seyron Atesh. Um, Yes and no, I don't know what to say. It wasn't really uh, easy first to, uh, you know, uh, break the walls of all the uh, policemen around her. But when she have, uh, when she has seen my uh, other films, you know, Gender Me, uh, A Balloon for Allah and Man Islam, uh, these uh, three films, the, the trilogy is about also uh, Islam and uh, gender and, in a way, gender revolution. Uh, mm -hmm. So I have been working on gender revolution since 2001, 
And uh, her project is actually uh, more radical than mine because she's working on sexual revolution within Islam. Uh, so uh, when I decided to make uh, a film about uh, female imams all around the world, so I was thinking about, you know, uh, having, you know, having various imams, female imams, uh, but I have, uh, my mother actually gave me an article about Sarah Natish at that time, I didn't know her. And uh, so my mother is, uh, she is agnostic and she is not religious. And she was so fascinated with Sarah's uh, sexual revolution. And uh, so I have already started to work in this project. I mean, I have had different uh, imams like in China and also in mm -hmm. Denmark. And then when I uh, met Seyran and when I visited her mosque, it was really, really amazing to see the environment, which is like, it was welcoming me together with all the other women and men and together. And uh, so I then decided to make a film, a portrait film about her, rather than making a general film about female imams. So I think I didn't answer your question correctly. Uh, so yes, it was not, it was a little bit difficult at the very beginning to really, uh, you know, because she's really highly protected. But when she has seen my other films and she has really, you know, trusted me and, and my project, so then, then it was not so difficult, but uh, we traveled together in Madrid, which you have seen in the film, and mm -hmm. we also traveled to uh, China. So when we traveled to China, so I was her bodyguard, so we were alone, Sarah Natesh and I and my cinematographer, so we were alone in China, and we have had some interesting experiences. Yeah, to put it lightly. <laughs> and? No, no, you don't have to tell us. You can I tell like us uh, when we're out of the Yeah, but we stop recording, you can tell us. <laughs> and I think, I think it is important that uh, uh, the audience will see it, experience it when they see it in the film, what we have experienced. And it is just, you know, we are just showing a, a single frame. And it is also very important, like, I mean, this film is a really, really peace project because, I mean, in the media, we have been hearing about, you know, what we, what the minorities, like what the Uyghurs are experiencing yes. mm -hmm. uh, in China and all those things. But it, from the European and also from the Western perspective, it is very easy to just, you know, ban everything in China. And I mean, we shouldn't do that because there are incredible, incredible uh, intellectual intellectuals and um, and activists, uh, I mean, many, I have met many LGBT activists in China, which I haven't met any other places. Uh, I mean, I have uh, met people who are really uh, working uh, on peace project. And I myself, I'm also teaching at the film school in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in Oslo. And I have a project with uh, China Women's Film Festival. And uh, my students from the, uh, from the university, they uh, get one uh, Chinese student as a mentor student. So they work together and they make films together. They develop projects together. And, uh, and they, uh, at, the, at the end, at the end, end of the semester, so 
so we synchronize the films that the students do uh, both in Lillehammer, a little place in uh, Norway, and also in Beijing. And uh, we uh, call that uh, project uh, uh, Lillehammer meets China. And the students are making films about human rights. So, mm. I mean, like, people think that it, you know, things are not possible, but, but it is possible. Mm. So, uh, and I also would like to use this project as a peace building project uh, uh, between West and, and China, because I think we should not really forget that there are many intellectuals in China who are really working on the minority rights, LGBT rights. And uh, so it's very important to note that. Yeah, um, I wanted to go back a little bit to your answer about your mother giving you an article about Seiran and um, looping that to Seiran's mother, who's a very strong woman, but um, I feel possibly through the film, it's my interpretation that maybe this, this relationship around Seiran's work is a little complicated for her. Can you talk about their relationship and just the emotions and the feelings that came through that the filming of this documentary of Seiran? Uh, Seiran mother, uh, Seiran's mother is really, really strong personality. Mm -hmm. I mean, when I met her, I was so amazed uh, the way she was asking me the questions. I mean, she doesn't really kind of, she doesn't round and round type of questions. She <laughs> asks directly. And, uh, and she's, uh, the way she is, you know, describing her relationship with Seiran and the, the way Seiran describes her relationship with uh, her mother. And I really feel incredible honesty. Mm. I mean, they, they talk in a very honest basis. So I think it is very, uh, I think it also shows in the film. And when uh, we were in the kitchen and we were in a way uh, telling about their uh, life story by using all these, uh, you know, tools. Mm -hmm. so, uh, so the mother was very active and the mother is incredibly creative. I mean, she's like, but sometimes I feel like, you know, when I'm pitching my ideas uh, in my projects, and especially if it is, you know, really related to some metaphors and such things, sometimes people might think that, oh, yeah, what? I mean, aren't you making a political film? Why are you are thinking about all these toys and everything? But <laughs> when I was talking to Seiran's mother, she just got it. Yes. And then she was, you know, we were uh, really playing together. And I think it was uh, very, very, it was a very strong experience. And Seiron really gives um, love to her family. And she mm -hmm. also talks about uh, reconciliation. I mean, uh, because you cannot, you cannot uh, live with hate. Yeah. Uh, so you cannot really just live in the, you know, the old events that when you, uh, because, you know, in, in Seiran's story, so she left home when she was very young. Mm -hmm. uh, she was under 18 years old. And uh, I'm sure she has experienced many, many conflicts with the family, but she has uh, love and, and she's very passionate and she has uh, recovered, uh, she has renewed uh, her relationship. So I think I cannot really explain it, but I can just visualize it. But I think next time you can ask Seyran. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? Pleasure. We, would, we I know. would love to have her on. And on that note, <laughs>
there was a scene with her playing pool and it just oh. made me so happy. I love playing pool. Oh. I, you know, we miss, of course, there's so many things we miss during quarantine, but honestly, playing a game of pool is one of the things I, I miss the most. So thank you for including that. Is she a big pool oh, player? Oh, great. I will tell her and definitely if we come back to, you know, States and she will, she will play with you, but she is really merciless and she's really, she's very good. <laughs> no, please don't tell me that. I'm so excited now. If I could play a game of pool with her, that would be just a dream come true and just listen to her speak. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're running out of time. We could talk about this film all day, but um Thank you so much for, like we said, putting the story out there. Um, you know, we think of sexual revolution. It sounds so provocative, but really that's that's us being brainwashed as, as you know, um, as she has spoken about it, of sexualizing everything. It's really mm -hmm. about sexual revolution means gender diversity and, and equality. And so so thank you for just sharing this story. I hope, I hope this film goes everywhere and, um, and we wish you luck and, and congratulations. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to meet you. <laughs> if you like what you hear, rate and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can head to bitchtalkpodcast.com. This podcast is created, hosted, and executive produced by Aaron Lim. My co-host is Angela Tabora, a.k.a. Captain Party. The show's edited by producer Shar. We're powered by GoTo Productions.